When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, hello, here we go. It's the Copyright Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Copyright Podcast. It's Mick and Christian once again to... I've just been saying, like, it seems like a long time ago, the Brentford game, but um, we didn't get a chance to do it with going to the game and stuff. But now that you're, you're back home, we've got a bit more time to do it before we do the Leicester one later on in the week. But how was your trip, lad? How was how was your flight? How are you doing? Yeah, good. First of all, I had a, like, boss six days in Liverpool with you and obviously going to match, seeing mates and go to different pubs and... Having, you know, late uh, night food after we've been out. <laughs> Korean so, chips. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, everything's been good. And now I'm back home and I had a quite a long day yesterday with uh, like early morning flight and then waiting for trains and come back in the afternoon where I live. So long day, but uh, all worth it, obviously, uh, after that week. Uh, but I'm tired. Uh, and I was expecting you, I was in my mind expecting to say it's Mick and Christian back at the Lions having with a pint in hand, but nah, <laughs> you know, now now I'm here yeah, back yeah. in Sweden. So yeah, but everything is good. And like you said, then mention as well, the, the Brentford games is just a couple of days uh, away, uh, well, gone since, you know, we were there, but it feels like a week, but that's probably because I'm, I'm tired. Yeah, exactly. But it was good to see, I mean, when we were talking about it, in the in the line tavern, we were talking about like Liverpool potentially keeping their uh, winning streak up, and we we went and we went and done it and got our sixth sixth in a row, another another one nil win, a consecutive one nil win uh, in a row, which I tried to find out um, when that last was, but I I think I just gave up in the end because I don't know, I was just I was just too tired. I was just like, Fuck <laughs> it. I don't, it doesn't matter as long as Liverpool win games, that's all yeah. that matters, and um. Of course, as well with yesterday's uh, results as well. Um, was it yesterday or the day before Man United? It was yesterday, wasn't it? The day before, what? I oh, think was Saturday, it? wasn't it? Oh yeah, of well, course. I don't so, know. No, no, sorry, Sun Sunday. It's 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 Tuesday today. So sorry, Sunday was the result because <laughs> I, I, I watched the games a bit and then I went to bed before I was getting up like two o'clock in the morning for my going to the airport. So yeah, true, true. Yeah. yeah. Um but anyway, it doesn't matter when it was. It was nice for um to see like it kind of fall into place a little bit more and give us a little bit more whether it's false hope or whatever it is, like United getting beat by West Ham and I, I expected Arsenal to beat Newcastle as well. So it's kind of, it makes it a little bit more interesting in terms of the the last couple of games for us. But I just wanted to get stuck into 
Brentford really let's just focus on that one because uh, we were discussing about like team news when we were in the pub and stuff who's who's going to start and whatever else and kind of just went he just Klopp just kind of went fuck it and went for for all four uh, up top kept Nunes up there uh, Gakpo as well kept his place um, Curtis Jones again of course and Jotter and Salah uh, kind of on the wings and um, it didn't take long for Liverpool. I think I think we were keeping the ball quite nicely. It only took thirteen minutes for for the goal to go in, and it was. I mean, we had a great view of it in, in the cop, like a nice little worked move. Van Dijk headed across. Uh, Fabinho clipped it. Van Dijk headed back across goal, and then Salah just in the right place at the right time. We always say about how many goals he scored, how amazing of a goal scorer he is. He scores all types of goals, and this one was just another one where. Uh, poachers instinct right place right time and just just get it over the line and, and, and score and that's what he did and I think like we said in previous weeks like when Liverpool score first and we start the game quite well we tend to I mean it's easy to say that we tend to win but um, especially nowadays where we seem a lot more focused a lot more energised a lot more just structured better I feel like in midfield defence there's still gaps of course that need fixing in the summer but I just feel like we're just a load better in terms of all-round play and, and quality as well. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, when we saw that starting eleven as well, with going very offensively and with loads of quality forward, uh, you know, I felt I felt just excited because you don't you that's what you want to see. Uh, you know, even if the game turned out to be a little bit boring, you know, overall as <laughs> and the same with, with Fulham, to be honest. Like even if I was over and watched uh, us win uh two one nil. Uh, games, uh, uh, you know, for me, you know, you always want to be entertained, but for me, it's the important thing is that Liverpool just win. So when I saw that goal going for Salah, I thought, you know, we, we hopefully go and score another couple of goals uh, because we're just going on that run now. Uh, didn't happen, but, you know, it was, I, I just felt that, that the quality we have uh, all over the pitch and that we are in a form and we are actually winning, even though we haven't been, you know, that great because uh, obviously they've created chances as well uh, as well as Fulham did we still keep on winning the games and that's the most important thing so but if you look you know forward to the summer you know some additions quality additions midfield and whatever whoever might as well come in uh, there's loads of great players in that team so I'm really looking forward to what's to come now as an end of the season because it's not long left and see what happens see where we, we end up but also actually going forward to to a break in the summer, but then look forward to next season because we have loads of good players and we will add some really good players. And, you know, there's, there's just only only positives in my mind. You know, the only obvious thing that will be perfect is if we get if we get that Champions League spot, which we will see. Yeah, I mean, if we can, that'll be, considering where we were, winning six on the, on the spin, um, I think has surprised everyone. I think when Liverpool started putting this little run together, you were kind of, we'd always do a preview show, like you expect Liverpool to kind of build on it, but we haven't done it all season, basically. So you don't you didn't expect Liverpool to keep doing it. Um, I mean, if we end up going winning nine in a row, that is like, it's like elite, it's like title winning form, basically. I know we're nowhere near that, but like it, it's, the, it's the sign of a great team that you can you can go and do that even without... Even without like buying anyone to change what was a mad turbulent season, anyway, we've just kind of switched it around a little bit. And like I said, in the summer we can change some of those and fill some of those gaps with players leaving and stuff. But uh, like we said, Salah, Salah got the goal, and and it seems like every week he gets a. It's like another 
landmark or another record, and he became the uh, the first player in our history to score nine in nine consecutive home games for the club, which I just think it's another one, but it won't be the most you won't be the most proud of that one, I suppose. But it's another one that when he looks back on the record books, like his name just appears in that list as well. It's just another yeah. list. Oh that yeah, used... I got that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like that Simpsons mean only Mo Salah, and it's like apart from Mo Salah, everyone else has scored this amount. It's like, well, yeah, it's yeah. because Mo Salah's top of every list because he's he's just um yeah. We say it. We we seem to say it every week, but it's just another another tick in the box for him for a season. Another another thirty goal. Um, season in all competitions as well, which cons- when you when we said that considered the fact that Liverpool have been pretty shite for the majority of this season, the fact that he can still go and get thirty goals in all comps is just it's just mind blowing, isn't it? Yeah, and you know he's world class, and you know we we will sit here and remember him when he leaves or when his career is finished. You know, and look at all those numbers and records and be like, oh my god, he's one of the, you know, the best players that we have ever had uh, playing in the red shirt. You know, no doubt about it. And you know, he's still got a few games to go this season, and he's got a couple of years to go on this new contract as well. And if he can, you know, hit the same form going into next season with you know more quality players, as we said, a team that is in more of a sink and you know in a form. Two, hopefully, you know, he can continue to score those 30 plus goals, you know, for the couple of seasons that he still have on his contract. So, you know, he's a, he's just someone that, you know, you can trust to score goals and, you know, add uh, points to the team, which is brilliant. And, you know, the, I think when you look at Mo Salah and everyone talks about, you know, his scoring abilities, just same when I saw something today that, you know, since he arrived in 2017, he has been available for like 97% of our games or something like that, which is, which is, you know, remarkable in terms of, you know, always being available. We, I know we talked about this, I think, in the Lions Heaven when we did the other show uh, the other day that, you know, we, we were talking about players like Keita, who we think is a brilliant footballer, but he's never available. Uh, same with Thiago in a sense, you know, he's been playing more, but he's also injured loads of the time. And you love, you love them for being great footballers. And as soon as they play, they provide something. But if you can't play every week, even if you might need a rest at any point, you you can't re- rely on them to actually be the players that you want to be. You know, for for a whole season. So to actually have a Mo Salah who always can play, who always can be on that you know right hand side, or actually play central, whatever whatever it may be that he plays in a in a you know tactical tactical system, he's always available, and that's what you want from a professional as well to always be there and. In, and if you are available, then the goals and the numbers will come as well. So it is brilliant. Yeah, another another little one just to add to the end of that is uh, he's now joint with Stephen Gerrard on 186 Liverpool goals. So joint fifth in all all time list is next. His next um, challenge is getting to Billy Billy Little, which is on who's on 228. Oh, yeah. um, so. I mean, if he if he sticks around for another couple of seasons and he still he keeps it in thirty a, a season, I mean it's doable. It's doable. I don't, yeah, of yeah. I, I mean, like Roger Hunt and um, Ian Rush is a bit crazy numbers, but <laughs> I mean, if he wants to stick around and get as, I'm sure he want to get up as high up as he can in that in that list, which will be, um, yeah, let's hope that he does it because it'll be it'll yeah. mean Liverpool winning games. Yeah, uh, I was but, just want just want to go back to where you said as well, like because we have been talking loads about this season being you know really bad, which which it uh, has in many senses. But now when we hit the form and like you said, we have a, like a streak where it's like a title winning form, if you like. Um, 
you also think like, yeah, Liverpool has, you know, set the level so high together with Man City because we felt like the whole season we've been so, uh, you know, inconsistent and we have lost, uh, you know, stupid games, but we've won loads of great games like 7-0, 9-0 and all them uh, that we mentioned earlier. Um, but it's also, you know, funny to just say now we're only one point behind Man United and they are, you know, in their terms, back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they've been yeah. better. But they are still not, you know, we, we are just one point behind them and everyone's like, we've been shit. So when you actually look at it, it's just because we, you know, raised the level so high when we've been fighting it out with Man City for a couple of seasons where we reached, you know, 97 points or whatever. And they reached even over 100 at some point, I think. It's just weird that, you know, everyone look at us and be like, Liverpool be shit. Yeah, because we've been so great. But then when you look at it, it's, it's quite normal in terms of, you know, the other top team so we, we're actually not that bad it's just that we haven't had the best form as we actually you know we, we know the quality of this team so it's quite nice to see you know when everyone's like yeah man united is back it's like yeah quite average we you know we just done a shit season and we're still just one point behind you now so it's nice yeah. And it took us half, like near enough the end of the season to start to put some form together. And and that when you when we've done that, we've just instantly, I think we were, yeah. um, I think six six games ago, I think we were twelve points um, behind or something like that. And we've clawed it back to one. Obviously, they've got a game in hand and stuff, but I just feel like the goal difference is good as well because we're plus seventeen over them. So I mean, yeah. it does come down to that. I mean, the seven 0 win, which I'll never get tired of saying, gave us a nice little uh, a little boost in that as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to talk about like obviously Salah getting the goal and whatever. And in terms of like the rest of the game, like you said, it wasn't it wasn't the most flashy game. Like when you came over for for, for the for the two games and we win them both one 0 Which like you said, it's better than it's better than a smack in the face. At least at least we won. At least we won one yeah. 0 It wasn't it wasn't the most entertaining games. But I just feel like we can we in terms of like when you look back at like the I was talking about like on the preview about like. If Brentford would have beat us in this game, they would have been the first team to ever ever beat us, like do the double over us under Jurgen Klopp, um, which in itself is is amazing. And I just felt like in the three one game, when you look back at it, like we we were discussing like no energy, like I've mentioned before, no structure, creativity was just gone, like energy sap, confidence is low. And in this one, you need to against Brentford, you need to match energy, you need to match the desire. And I felt yeah. like we saw that all over the pitch. And I mean, they had a one chalked off for for offside. Um, but apart from that, they had one shot on target. They had two off targets. They had three shots in the whole game. Yeah. Uh, we had five on target and five off. So we could have easily got a, a couple more. I, I mean, we were talking after the match in, in the pub about like the Darwin Nunes chance where Trent, uh, uh, again, in, in that newer position, picks out a... That pass where he's just inside on the in that right hand zone, clips it over the top. Nunes knows exactly where is it where's it's going, and he, he probably should do better because he's sco- he's scored a couple of those in 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 this season anyway. With like when he goes left foot across the keeper, or I just don't know if his confidence is a bit low at the moment. But I think he maybe could have took a touch in with his left foot and then right foot side foot into the far corner. He could have done a load of things, and yeah. um, and that kind of just keeps the. The Darwin Nunes thing going, where people are like worried about him, and I was just looking about like his season. I just feel like he's had such a a good season. It's been indifferent because of Liverpool been shit, and he doesn't speak English and whatever else. But he's got fifteen goals and four assists, and if you condense all of the minutes he's played, it works out as twenty six games. So if you think nineteen yeah. nineteen goal contributions in twenty six <laughs> games 
in a mad season where Liverpool have been all over the place in the last couple of weeks. We've changed the system where it maybe doesn't suit him as much as, as it was before. But I just feel like with a preseason under his belt, uh, new players coming in, more creativity, more more passes open to him, more people who are going to be able to get onto the ball and give him give him a pass into areas that he wants, and he learns English a load more. I just feel like if he's if if we're having the same discussions next season, maybe halfway through the season, then it's a discussion you can have. You're like, right, he should probably be a lot further along than this, or if he's not. I just feel like he needs. We've said before, like he he just needs time, and and he's at the right club where he's going to get time as well. That's the thing. Yeah, and you know, I'm not concerned at all. And people can you know think it's a bad season or he's not you know been as good as everyone or anybody hoped or thought. You know, buy him for that amount of money because it was loads of money to you know for a player from Benfica. And I know we've been discussing this before, but you know, in my mind, I think you know we we got a player with loads of abilities who's really really good. He just just need to be continued polished by like continuously polished by Klopp. Um because we we know that he will obviously hopefully learn English, it takes a little bit of time. Some people might not just learn it straight away. He's a new country, you know. He's a young, you know, shy lad in one way. Even if he expresses himself emotionally on the pitch, he seems to be a little bit shy, uh, you know. But it come when it comes to like you said, minutes on the pitch, like twenty six games with nineteen goal contributions, and he might score another one before the end of the season. You never know. We still got three games to go. You know, it's still a great first season for a top team when you come with all these expectations on your show. Shoulders. you know it's it's nothing weird it's nothing bad in in my mind i think you know we look at you know great plays that we had in the past there's so many that he already you know has been better than and you know he's still doing loads of work he's running loads you know he's can play in different positions so i'm not concerned at all i'm just more you know excited about what he will become with another preseason you know with new players you know and, and Trent in his new position if he continues to play like this you know you just keep on wondering what kind of how many assists he will bring to a player like Darwin Nunez with his speed next season if we continue with his role as a midfielder and then you can add in a few other quality players around there who can actually provide things and he will learn to play more with Gakpo and he will learn you know he there's we should just sit back and relax, you know, and be happy that we got that kind of play and, you know, that the future looks like certainly being bright for him. But like you said, if we sit in next season, like half a season, it's only been like three, four goals. Yeah, obviously, then you can be concerned. But nothing at the moment, you know, shows that we should think that. It was the same with last season when we almost won all titles. No one could have predicted that this team was going to have a bad, you know, altogether bad form. And everyone was like, we need to, you know, change the whole midfield. No one could have said that last season at this at that point. So it's the same with Darwin Nunez. You can't say with the numbers that he have now that, oh, we might sell him or he shouldn't play or whatever. He hasn't had a bad season. I think he has has had a really, really good season in terms of being a new player. And hopefully he can just continue to develop. And with Klopp, I'm sure he will. And I think he will, you know, have the at least the same numbers next season, or even better, hopefully. And if you can get to like 20 plus goals as a left-hand striker or even as a central striker, that's good in the premiership in terms of being a striker because we've got Salah with his 30 plus goals. You have Gak scored like maybe five six seven goals he might be able to score 10 15 uh, 20 next season as well so as long as you can yeah. actually spread them out like that you know i'm not concerned it would it would be another 
I would, I would be concerned if it was only Darwin that we knew that he needs to score 40 plus to make us, you know, go and win the league. But as long as we actually have like plus 10, 15, 20 around in the offensive play, you know, even with Jota, you know, coming in and scoring goals. If if Darwin continues on the same level, even if he hopefully will uh, develop and become better in some areas, you know, he will score the goals, no doubt about it. Yeah. And from goal scorers to um, goal stoppers, Alison Becker got his uh, 100th um, clean sheet for Liverpool, which is which is amazing. Like, it really is. Like, yeah. in terms of, like, how good he is for us, and we could—it's another player that you can just talk about forever because he's just—he's uh, <laughs> just perfect for us, and it's nice for, for him to get just a little milestone like that. He got a little shirt with Allison and number number hundred on the back to uh, kind of commemorate it as well. But yeah, especially with this season where we've we have conceded quite a lot of goals in in games, it's nice that he's got another clean sheet as well. Gets himself up, further up the clean sheet tally for this season, and also yeah. to get hit that um, hit that. 100 mark as well, isn't it? Yeah, you know, he's, he's for me, he's the best goalie in the world. Uh, I know we discussed this as well last time. I would choose, you know, like Alisson uh, on top of Courtois any day, but them two for me are the best ones in the world at the moment. But, you know, Alisson's just got something. Uh, and he's calm, you know, if he, you know, he just feels calm and probably, you know, uh, provide the sense of, you know, safety and calmness to his defensive line. And, you know, you know also when they actually get the balls coming, you know, over the defensive line because we got a high line. He's just a massive lad coming out. You know, he's good, uh, you know, stopping the balls on the lines. He's good with his feet. He comes out. He reads the games perfectly. Uh, we should just be very, you know, happy as well that we got, you know, a great goalkeeper that will probably continue to be one of the best in the world for a couple of seasons more. So I don't know how, how old he is, like 30-something. Something like that. I don't know. But, you know, yeah. So you know, we probably got like another five years to go if if he can keep up and not being injured or that kind of stuff. You know, goalkeepers tend to uh, play well. Uh, you know, even in a later age in a career. So you know, we we should just be. I'm, I'm just fucking happy that we got him. He's a he's a he's a brilliant goalie, and you know, to make uh, hundred clean sheets as well. It's it's brilliant. Yeah, I just checked. Yeah, he's thirty. He's thirty. He's thirty, but he's thirty-one in October. So all right. So still, uh, he's the next season still started when he's turns thirty-one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> he's and, and that's in itself. Like keepers can go for as long as they want, and they can't, like that's kind of we were yeah. talking about like Kelleher, and it looks like I think Spurs apparently interested in Kelleher because I think Loris is going to get shipped out. But I, th- I think Kel- if Kelleher goes to like a Spurs. That'll be, a, I think that'll be a really good move for him because I feel yeah. like he is, he is that good, and he, he would make spares in terms of playing out from the back. He would, I mean, Loris, Loris versus Kelleher. It's not even, it's not even a contest in terms of how um, composed and good with good with his feet is. He is, and he'd, he'd majorly yeah. sort out them. Um, but yeah, just yeah, in terms of what we've got, what we've got left, I know we're going to do a Leicester preview later on in the week, but. We mentioned like the league table and stuff. It looks it looks very good when you look at it now. And you like you said, we're only we're only a point off <laughs> a point off the Manx. We're only th- we're only three points off Newcastle. We've had a an amazing amazing season. They really have. They've they've. I mean, we've beat them twice, <laughs> which in itself is yeah. is a bit mad considering the season we've had um, and the season that they've had. But um, it's going to be interesting going into. Leicester next Monday, then we've got the Villa game, our last home game, got to say goodbye to Bobby Firmino, which is going to be, and, and other players as well, I'm sure, like Milner and 
Um, Cater, Oxley Chamberlain, I'm sure a few players that'll be their last like home game for Liverpool. And then we go to Southampton. So there's it's three. I mean, on paper, three winnable games, but you've got Leicester who are absolutely fighting for their lives down there. Obviously, Everton, Everton won unfortunately against Brighton. Um, Leicester got beat, so Everton have clawed their way out of the relegation zone for for now. Yeah. But there's still three games left. They're only two points adrift. Even if we beat Leicester, which I imagine we will, and Everton, Everton have got Man City, so that's going to be a loss for them. So yeah. I feel like it's <laughs> the top four race is is heating up a little bit. But I mean, the, the the bottom of the league is just. I just think it's it's just been so tight all season. There's, Le- there's Leeds in there. They, Leeds playing Newcastle next. So if Leeds win, they do us a favour beating Newcastle, but they also will leapfrog Everton if Everton lose. So it's like it's constantly changing. It's going to go down to the wire. Yeah. Who, who, do, who do you reckon? Who are you fancying? I mean, I think Southampton. I think Southampton are gone now because they're yeah. now eight points adrift. So they need like to win every game and. Um, Everyone else to lose all games basically to, to to stay up. Then you've got Leeds and Leicester both on thirty. You've got Everton on thirty two, and you've got Forest yeah. on thirty three. It looks like West Ham are probably safe now on thirty seven. So it's between Forest, Everton, Leicester, and Leeds really. And there's only there's only three points separating the three with three to go. Yeah, I do. You know, to be honest, you can always look at it like you you kind of like the derbies. You know, the Merseyside derbies because. You know, it's a great game, a great game for the city and supporters, you know, and everything that comes with it. But also, it would be it would, it would be nice and fun if everything went down, to be honest. You know, if, if we if we would get top four and they went down, this fucking season will go down as one of the best seasons ever. <laughs> it would. But, but yeah. I, I would probably, I, I would like if Leeds stayed up. You know, Leeds is a classic team. I, 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 I wouldn't say I always liked them, but, you know, since I was a kid and remember... The time with Harry Kewell, Lee Boyer, Rio Ferdinand, Nigel Martin, Woodgate, Robbie Keane, you know, uh, Viduka and them, you know, great players who played for that team before they actually went down. You know, I thought, you know, this is a this is a good team to, you know, play against and you enjoy the football they played and they are a classic team as well in terms of winning a few titles and, uh, you know, in the history of uh, of their club. So if they stay up, yeah, I don't mind that because I also like the little trip to Allen Road because it's a classical place. Uh, I, I don't mind Leicester going down, you know, even if they did the, uh, the like, you know, completed Mission Impossible when they won Premier League, uh, you know, what is it now, like six, seven years ago, whatever it is. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it was cool then, and it was it was brilliant. You know that that team could do that in terms of competing with the you know the big teams like Man City, obviously with their money, and us and Man United and Chelsea back then as well. So that was cool. But you know, uh, I, I, I never really, I never really like had Leicester as a as a you know a football team that I kind of myself liked. So if they go down together with Southampton, I don't mind. You know, if they go down, I don't care. So and Everton, that would be my three, just because it's Everton. If not, then. Well, I'd rather just have probably Nottingham going down the lead, just in my my own opinion. That, that that's just me, but it doesn't really matter. But yeah, no, let, let's let, let's let's make the Blues go down. And... <laughs> I just think I just think it's int- it's proper intriguing, like because it's there's like four teams now. That can, yeah, that can, only two of the four are gonna are gonna go down. But like Everton have got Everton have got Man City at home, which makes it I suppose a couple of percent more. Comforting for them, but it's still Man City. 
they play Real Madrid tonight, and they're they're probably gonna they're probably gonna go oh, and yeah. win the cha- they're gonna probably win, win the Champions League and the Premier League. So they're gonna nah, Real Madrid's away. gonna fucking beat them. Uh, they they doing it, mate. Don't worry about I'm just it. Just doing a bit of reverse psychology, lad. Oh, I know, but I'm I'm just thinking, you know, the Champions League. If you've got a history in Champions League, you just win on history because you got the fucking, you know, it's just in your blood. You know, City's just a cheating cheating bastard. So, but yeah, I'll probably do the same. Like Real Madrid's gonna win it because I'm scared that City's gonna do it. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, they'll probably. I mean, the thing is, like I was saying to you in the pub, they'll probably do it at some point. To be fair, uh, and the thing is, Madrid kind of just before yeah. they are relegated. You mean? <laughs> well, that'd be even better if they win a couple more, and then it's just all taken away from that. Would be ideal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, right. Well, we can uh, we can leave it there, lad. Nice one. As usual, it's not it's not as nice without being in a pub with a couple of pints and. Um, just soaking in the atmosphere and whatever else before we go to yeah. a match and whatever, but it'll do until you're back over. Um, but um, yeah, nice one, lad, for jumping on. Nice one, everyone, as always, for jumping on and listening. We really do appreciate everyone um, and the feedback we get all the time is is, is amazing. So thanks very much for that. Um, but yeah, we'll see you on probably on Friday to do a preview ahead of the Monday Monday night game against Leicester, where. Another another must win for Liverpool to just keep the pressure up and see where we finish. But um, yeah, nice one, everyone, and we'll see you all very soon. Ta-ra. Sports Social Podcast Network.